Welcome to At The Movies. Sit back, crack a beer, and enjoy. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome to At The Brewies, uh, where we, we pick a movie to talk about. We drink a beer at the same time, except this is a little special episode. We're doing something a little different. I'm Rob. I work in the film industry, and I love talking about movies. I went to school for movies. And then we've got a few other people. We've got Ben Legue. Yeah, I'm Ben Legue. I'm a civil engineer, but I really, really like movies. Not involved in the industry. However, I do act in plays, so I have a little bit of a theater experience, um, which I bring to my analysis and commentary on film. And I'm Tom Perazzo. I am a lawyer, not involved in the film industry or movies at all. I do. I also like movies. I like, uh, you know, trivia. So I'll be uh, correcting any facts that we have presented during the podcast. Andrew Bentz. I work in radio. I don't really care about movies at all, but I do like to read Wikipedia and tell people that I know the story of the movie and it infuriates most of them. Unfortunately, this week I don't have a Wikipedia page to have read. Wait, but, did you not read the Tiger King Wikipedia page? No, as I, well I as watched watch the it? movie. I watched Tiger King. The entire world watched you didn't Tiger do King. Both. You remember that, right? <laughs> My parents watched Tiger King. Whoa, yeah. no way. Did everybody's parents watch it? Yeah. No. My, my dad watched it before I did. Yeah, they've wow. got more time. Yeah. They're not they're not even allowed to like walk outside. Yeah. No, my we, dad watches movies from like nineteen fifty four. Oh. Like at the latest. Specifically nineteen fifty four. Not nineteen fifty three, not nineteen fifty five, but nineteen fifty four. That's right. He's when he was two years old, he stopped watching any new movies and he's just watched the old ones over and over and over. Oh. So he watches like Movies that came out in 1954, like On the Waterfront, Rear Window, Dial M for Murder, and Seven Samurai. They're, they're pretty damn good. They're pretty damn good. <laughs> but anyway, so good. this week, we're, we didn't watch a movie yet. Despite having hours and hours to ourselves, not being allowed to go anywhere. Uh, also, by the way, we're not in the same space again, which is why we all sound different and weird. Weirder. It's April 12th, 2020. It's April 12th, 2020. We're, We're uh, peaking at the moment. We're all peaking. Um, <laughs> we did not watch a movie this week, but we did all watch Tiger King. So we decided to give our, our quick little hot take on the hot Tiger King. I think we have a lot to add to the conversation <laughs> on Tiger King. That's what we'll do. I think Ben had a, a bunch of thoughts he started talking about in the episode. Why, why don't we start there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, at the time of recording the previous episode, I'd only seen three of the Tiger King episodes. Which is shocking, because I barely was able to stop watching it. (laughs) I gritted my teeth every time I hit play next episode (laughs) on Netflix, because these people are gross. Garbage. Garbage. In my opinion. Because most most people enjoy Incredibly extravagant. Yeah, before I watched the show, someone described it as redneck Game of Thrones, and after watching it, that's perfect. Hate, a whole I bunch hate of Game characters. Game of Thrones, it's too long. Yeah, but if <laughs> Every they expedited it, too long. <laughs> that that may be fair. What I will say about the Tiger King is, while these people are real people and terrible people and just not nice, whoever created this show did a very good job of presenting this narrative that they came You're up so with. So good way at editing they, security camera footage. <laughs> oh, don't talk about the security camera footage. That's the worst part. Oh, that was so fucked up. Yeah. But it is, I mean, that. to that point, not that we're here to analyze Tiger King, but watching and, and having it all fall together as a story without 
like a narrator. But they don't present the things about like Carol's husband until some time in. So at first I you're mean, like, oh, not... this woman's animal rights and seems to be pretty good. But then you learn she's, who knows? Who well, knows? Let's also not forget that every, you don't need a narrator. Everybody in this love to talk about themselves. That is the Literally that is everybody. what makes them most gross. They were already <laughs> talking at these cameras before there was a premise. They were just filming for nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Ben. So wanna... yes. So at the time, I had I had come up with a list. So there's gonna be. I've got a couple double castings, mm-hmm. if you will. Our previous episode, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, was a deep dive into a story about pathetic or desperate salesmen looking for leads. It was a good film, probably a great play. And while watching that, I was also watching Tiger King, as many of us were, so my brain was forced to find allusions and uh, comparisons and contrast between the two storylines. So, for a little fun, I uh, assigned each character from Glengarry Glen Ross to a what I felt was an appropriate character or person from the Tiger King show. Starting off with Levine, who I feel is our pseudo-main character during Glengarry Glen Ross. Well, he's definitely the main character, um, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, and therefore fits perfectly with the Tiger King. They both have nicknames, Levine the Machine. Joe Exotic, Tiger King. I mean, that alone is pretty much enough. But not to mention, this was uh, reinforced later in the series when uh, we learn about Jeff Lowe, who is an absolute dirtbag in he Tiger looks like King. Everyone that's ever been to Six Flags. <laughs> I've been to. You've been to. Six <laughs> yeah, but the people you see there. Yeah, I got you. The ones you know have season camo, passes, affliction, and and they're really ready to go. Oh, well, not only that, Levine, though, uh, he had he had a lot of ups and downs. Even when he seemed strong at times, he would very quickly revert into a pathetic, desperate individual. And the Tiger King did the exact same thing. When Jeff Lowe calls him out, well, Jeff Lowe's kind of being a dick, too, because he's, he's recording him. But as soon as he calls him out and says he's going to be, you know, screwed by the government, Joe Exotic immediately retreats and says, oh, no, no, we'll figure this out, like pleading just like Levine. So that alone was um, enough to solidify that comparison for me. Then you've got Moss, who at first I would have said is the Carol Baskin of the story. because who, just who because plays of, Moss in the movie? That would be Ed Harris's character, um, the one who talks a lot about stealing the leads, but doesn't the guy from end the up rock. stealing the leads. But <laughs> more so I was focused on his uh, hypocrisy in the film, which at the time of watching the third episode, I was getting to the point where Carol Baskin is revealed to use cages, which is her big thing that she doesn't use cages. And then you find out she's pretty much just as shitty from that standpoint as all these other people she is uh, judging. Of course, a lot of things change uh, in the storyline. And, and then towards the end, I thought uh, Jeff Lowe or maybe even possibly the, uh, the assassin guy. I don't remember his name. Uh, the uh, one with the teardrop. Uh, Gre- uh, Gre- oh, he was really. Gary? Gre- no, Alan. Alan. Greg Gary. Greg Gary. Glowin. Greg Ross. <laughs> it was Glowin. <laughs> Greg Gary. Glowin. Glowin. So I thought Glowin. they might yeah, have been... absolutely, because he doesn't do it. They, they might <laughs> have been... Exactly. They might have been more appropriate comparisons to Moss, exactly as Bowser said. They don't go through with it. They talk big game, but they're super shady all the time. And in the end, they kind of run away 
from their problems. Then I tried to figure out George and Link, and I combined the two of them a little bit because the it, it would be Joe Exotic's helpers. So the chief, the head wrangler and then the guy with no legs. I don't remember their names. But they're kind of just along for the ride. They don't really person? know what's coming. No, no, no. no. The guy with the long hair is Cowie, the head Eric, wrangler. Eric Cowie. Oh, that guy. And then the guy yeah. with no legs is, is Rinky John Rinky. And yeah. you kind of feel bad for him in the end, a little bit. But they clearly don't know all of what's going on, and they're just sort of along for the ride, which is how I felt Link and George. Again, this this is a little bit of a stretch here, but uh, this is what we're working with. Um, Roma, I thought, was the, the harem dude. Who's the guy with the harem? Oh, Doc Antle. If we're going to compare big cat people to salesmen within Glengarry Glen Ross, he seems, they both seem to be the ones... Uh, within their industries, doing things quite effortlessly and not really caring too much, not seeming as desperate as the other individuals within their little spheres. I, I couldn't figure out anyone for Blake, to be honest. See, no I, one, oh, at see, first, I, I would have guessed mm. the harem dude would be Blake, sort of the mm. one who seemed to introduce big cats to a lot of these people, but that didn't quite land. And then Williamson, I thought, in the end, is more like Carol. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. she kind of got... She only got into the zoos because of a family member, because of her husband, while Williamson only got into it because of an uncle or whatever it was. Again, I haven't seen the last, the new episode that just came out today of Tiger King, but I would say that it would seem, in the end, Carol Baskin kind of ends up on top with Joe Exotic being sent to jail. Yeah. Okay, so we we, uh, did some recasting with Tiger King. Uh, but we also mentioned in the Glen Gary Glen Ross episode, thinking about who and how they would put on this movie in the modern age, and we even touched on if it were an all-female cast. So I went ahead and I picked the female actors who I thought might suit the characters of Glen Gary Glen Ross. So just flying through here, Levine would be played by the incomparable. Meryl Streep, because she has the range required for that character. Moss, I thought, would be played by Helena Bonham Carter, because she's just crazy enough. Then there's George, who I couldn't decide if that would be played by Reese Witherspoon or Jodie Foster, but I think either would be pretty good. Leaning towards Reese Witherspoon. And then we have Roma, our fourth salesperson, played by Sandra Bullock. Just feel like she would be able to uh, pull off that character the best. Then Blake, I think we just keep Alec Baldwin in there, dressed as a woman. That would Big be fat head with a weight on it. Great. Then I had Link, the character played by Jonathan Price, played by Debris Bardieu, who is a comedian <laughs> that uh, some of you probably remember yes. from Arrested Development, season four. That is, She's in um, Fantastic Four. Yeah, and exactly. She's also in the Fantastic Four within Arrested Development Season 4. And then finally, Williamson, the um, character played by Kevin Spacey, I thought would be played by Margot Robbie or Natalie Portman, both of which I thought would be able to just sort of start off as being able to play an undeserving, you know, someone who just got their position because of some other reason and then be able to spin that at the end by confidently outsmarting or catching someone in their final lie. So that's what I have. 
That's a solid uh, casting. I like all yeah. of those. Yeah? yeah. What would you say for George between Reese Witherspoon and Jodie Foster? I think Reese over Just makes Jody. a lot more sense, right? I think Jodie Foster has way too much confidence on screen. Not that Reese doesn't, but like, I have a hard time imagining Jodie Foster being... George. George. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I'm, I mean, like, she can be vulnerable on screen, but she, she exudes too much confidence, I think. Right. Regardless. Especially after yeah. playing as many characters as she did. Even if she didn't exude that, right. people would see that in her because that's what she's usually played. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that was that was a great casting. We want to um, see if, if our listeners have their own ideas, uh, Jeff. Um, listener. <laughs> listener. So, yeah, we, we're going to open a call for uh, your input. Um, you can tweet to us. Our handle is at the Brewies. It's the at sign at the Brewies. <laughs> wait, 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 so it is the at wait, sign wait, wait, and then the Brewies? It's at, at the Brewies? At, at the Brewies. But you don't say the at sign. You don't say the at You just say at the Brewies. Yeah. Because I'm listening to at the Brewies. It's a Billy Joel song. It's a cut lyric. Or, you know, you can just go on Twitter and search at the Brewies. It'll pop up. Shift two at the Brewies. Shift two at the Brewies. Uh, or you can email us. Uh, our email is at thebrewies at gmail.com. So again, we can. Thank we have God a Twitter, which is at, at the brewies. At, at the brewies. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> spring for the full <laughs> domain name. Huh? At the brewies at, at the brewies.com. No, we have, we have a, a domain. Song. We have at the brewies.com. We do have that, but we don't have uh, email attached to it. it. Oh, whatever. At the brewies. At the brewies. No, you don't. Anyways. Yeah. The, the new episode's interesting. Like, they interviewed everybody like this week having dealt with all the fallout of the documentary and they say some interesting stuff they got pretty much everybody did they get there. carol they did not get carol and they did not get joe but they got i think much carol was pretty uh, pissed about her depiction in the show because she is like a legitimate conservationist from what i read in other sources the whole cages thing was like sort of taken out of context there was some purpose that they were keeping in cages temporarily they're like a certified conservation thing they don't breed and they don't sell right. Obviously. Yeah, and again, I think that's a good point. While these are real people, this Tiger King show is more about how it is presented by the documentarians editing this, and they yeah. really dug in deep, whatever it was, episode two or three, with uh, making you think that she fed her husband to tigers. <laughs> you know, I, this I'm is sure she did. I, I, I am <laughs> All right, let's take a quick poll here. <laughs> Who thinks Carol Baskin fed her husband to tigers? Absolutely. I mean, All right, we got with one sardine oil. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, I do. That was crazy. The Who has sardine want, oil to begin with? Sardine oil, yeah. She was very specific about that. That seemed interesting. But for sure, she had something to do with his death. But, oh, but you what that specifically was, I'm not, not sure. I'm not See, sure. I disagree because he was a known crazy Flander, person. And yeah, that's true. he also was known to travel frequently to Costa Rica. People do have other families in Costa Rica that they he just was, abandoned. We're all clear that he was trafficking drugs, right? Yeah. He was I, I assume Absolutely. So. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason to believe that she fed her husband to tigers. It makes but for a much fun, better though. story. It's it makes for a much fun. better story, and I completely allow myself, you know, that suspension of disbelief. So you Because don't it's better. It? Oh, yeah. It's a way better um, story, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, well, you know, we sort of dug into this in the American movie episode. It's like, just because it's a documentary doesn't mean that these people aren't characters once they're on camera. You know, mm -hmm. once because the director of a documentary is the voice of the documentary, right? They determine what's shown and how. 
and you have to take that into account while you're watching it. You have to assume that there's things that they're not showing you, and some of the things they aren't showing you, it could just because this isn't relevant, or they don't think it's relevant, or it could be an agenda. But either way, there is stuff that they're not showing you. Yeah. In the episode they aired today, they asked each of the people who they would like cast as themselves in the movie or this Ooh. miniseries. Can and Rick Kirkham said, oh, yeah, no, go ahead, guess. Yeah. And then I'll tell. Okay. Them. So I'm going to guess Carol. Well, they didn't do Carol because she wasn't on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pretty much everyone but Joe and Carol. The harem dude should be played, unfortunately, can't be, but should be played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, Not John Candy? Um, <laughs> Not John. Both, both impossible, but <laughs> both, both be really good. Doc Ansel, that's his name. Yeah, but he had his harem call him like Lord or Bhagavadra. Bhagavan. Bhagavan, which means Lord, apparently. Weird. Yeah. Super fucking weird. Super weird. But um, yeah, no. Also, I forgot he was he was not on this episode. They did not cover him. Oh, jeez. Yeah. He must have had other things to do. So. That's going to leave Jeff Lowe thinks he would be played by someone much younger than him. I don't know. Other people can guess, too. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, all right. You, you just give them. If no one else has any guesses, right. you just go yeah. for it. Let us, let us know what they think. All right, I got so, nothing. So Saf preferred the guy who played Johnny Tsunami, who I don't know his actual name, if someone wants to look that up. Brandon Baker. Brandon Baker. In the spirit of ruining things, I've been looking at this BuzzFeed article the entire time. <laughs> Great. Oh. John Ranke. <laughs> kind of you. John Ranke wanted uh, McConaughey. I mean, that's mm. that's correct. Which one's John Ranke? He's the one without legs. The one with no legs. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I see <laughs> we that. We can I reference them all by their number of limbs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rick Kirkham was Billy Bob Thornton. Is that the long-haired guy? Like the no, the crazy docu- documentary guy. The, the, hat. the reality show guy. Yeah. Oh. Yo, that guy was crazy. That guy <laughs> also was a piece trash. of shit. Yeah, there he was a trash. giant piece. I mean, so... You know who's not trash? The Walmart ammo salesman who See, just wanted to be a campaign <laughs> man. That was so confusing. That guy so I, I honestly, has been through some shit. I mean, and this he is didn't a, deserve it. He had, yeah, he kind of got screwed there. Yeah. Like, yeah. they were good okay. people. They were, in their eyes, they were doing the right thing. Yeah, everyone yeah, who is trash except, is good in their except own except for the reality show producer. He was a piece of shit. <laughs> I think everyone yes. else was like, I, they believe he was in good in his did. own. I'm going to save these tigers, and then I'm going to breed all these tiger babies and kill them. But it's to make money to have more tigers, and because it's good for the tigers. You think the reality show guy was just a big shoot piece them of in shit. the head? But um, what? You, like, you there's crazy people. I'm a piece guy? of shit. I'm going to film them. You think Doc Antle yeah. is a good guy? I mean, he believed he was, and all those women so, believed he so was. So did the which is producer, because all he needed to do was make a show that made money. He was motivated for the wrong reasons. He's not trying to save tigers. <laughs> what is what is Doc Ansel motivated by, and what saving how the are tigers? You they all said they're that. saving the tigers. They said that, and you yeah. believed them. More than, he I just mean, wanted Rick just yeah. wanted to bring entertainment to the people. He's lured. He told us. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Tigers. <laughs> Wait, so you believe Carol fed her husband Absolutely. to tigers, but you believe she did it for the right reasons. Yeah. He was selling too okay. many drugs. And that, and that was, was hurting the tigers. He was getting in the way of the tiger trap. She was selling it to the tigers. You know, <laughs> no. they were being brought up all Tigers wrong. don't do drugs. How do you know? 
Noses are the wrong shape. They, I mean, they <laughs> can do drugs. <laughs> Never mind. What about catnip? <laughs> That's for the, house cats. The the tigers that I think it's actually tiny. Tigers at the zoo were on a lot of drugs. They, yeah, that's why they didn't yeah, maul they people were, all the time. It was not their choice. They were drugged by the people. By the people that you were saying are good. <laughs> like in that, you ever see that movie Loser? It's like the girl in the movie Loser when she got drugged. They're all just drugged. I don't know what choice. that movie is. It's terrible. But and that makes them good people. Is that what you're saying? Is that where we're know. going with this? I don't know. No, nobody's you think good. Jeff Lowe is a good person? Oh no, no, he's trash. <laughs> What about trash. what about the guy with the impossible haircut who immediately caved to the FBI or the the, guy oh, with the strip yeah. club owner? No, he's yeah, a yeah, strip, yeah, club, strip owner. club owner. Is he the a good person? For is a he a good person, Vince? <laughs> no, he's not a strip club owner. He's a businessman. And is a Cuban drug dealer a good person? By which one? Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Who's the Cuban drug dealer? <laughs> he's reformed. He told us. <laughs> okay, that is a good point. I, he's super reformed. That. Now he runs a, a zoo and probably yeah. sells more drugs out of it. He, but he's he, who's a Cuban drug dealer. <laughs> he's the guy the that guy, like uh, chainsawed the people. Yeah, he admitted to it. He did. <laughs> I chased oh, him up yeah. and I buried him in the, in the barrel. They, they really just sort of like touched on that and then didn't talk about that guy anymore. But he was like he's very too interesting. Like, he would have overshadowed everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's yeah, a good person. His name is uh, Mario Tabrell. He probably has his own Wikipedia page. I would assume all of these people have their own Wikipedia page at this point. You think John Reinke, Reinke, Reinke has a Wikipedia page? Is that page? the producer? Yeah. No. He doesn't have legs. <laughs> oh, the one who doesn't have legs. <laughs> yeah, without legs, you can't have a Wikipedia page. Magic legs. No, the producer probably has a Wikipedia page. Yeah, because he has Yeah, but credits. he wrote it himself. Come on. Yeah, he wrote it himself. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like that guy. Page. He seemed to be the most honest. That's he what did. he wanted you to think. I mean, he was trash because he was exploiting people. But all right, we can talk about Tiger King for hours. But why don't we need to? There are other people that are more interested than we, we actually were. Yeah. All right, we want to talk about beers. Yes. Mm, <laughs> I think Ben has a beer. Because on at the Brewies, we don't only, only talk about movies. We also talk about the beers. Yes. And typically, we all drink the same beer and talk about it. But this week, we're on disparate places and everything's terrible and we all have coronavirus that we now have to talk about four separate beers so yes, ben what but, beer do you have sure and i didn't get this beer to make it about tiger king or glengarry glen ross or anything but i think i can make a connection so i'm drinking a, a staple of wait, mine shinerbach let's ah, what did the guess <laughs> that's oh. what i was gonna guess well it would have been a good guess and the only way i can relate it is it is a beer from texas Texas is very close to Oklahoma, and uh, I know plenty of rednecks personally who um, love this beer, and uh, plenty of rednecks who identify with the characters in this TV show. Uh, Rob, what do you got? Uh, I don't actually have a beer. I'm drinking a gin and tonic right now. Can you relate that to Tiger King? No, I can't. I have no excuse. (laughs) I'm going to go next, because Bowser has an an actual relevant beer, so... I'm drinking a blood orange dosa, mm. and it has a picture of a bear on the outside. Wow. Well, actually, it's a bear with antlers, so it's a beer. It's an Anderson Valley. It's got blood in it, so that relates to Tiger King because of all the lim- the deliming and right. tiger food with all the blood. And uh-huh. anyway, okay. it's a good beer. I'm enjoying it. Okay. Bowser, what are, you, what are you drinking over there? T- tigers are orange. So. Tigers are yeah. It's a bloody tiger beer. 
I'm drinking a beer from uh, the Kings County Brewers Collective in Brooklyn called The Fast and the Furriest. It has pictures of tigers on it. Ooh. Um, it's a West Coast IPA, so it's very, very hoppy. It has like a grapefruit sort of flavor, pine resin, you know? The West Coast of, sort of Brooklyn? Flavor. Yeah. West Coast of the United States style, but yeah. <laughs> Williams Bread style I IPA. I like cool that. Tiger beer from Kings County. Tiger King. I'm, I'm on board. 6.9% alcohol. Wow. It's pretty, pretty smooth, clean. It's a good, cool. like, solid IPA if you want a really hoppy IPA. Nice. 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 Pretty soon we'll be recording the next movie, which is? North by Northwest. Classic. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock. Grant. Bence, you so, haven't seen this movie, right? No, I'm not going to watch it either. <laughs> Have you read the Wikipedia page? Good, yet? that's your job. I skimmed it. I know it's okay. a, a it. whole bunch of stuff about a president. Dude, you can't start skimming the Wikipedia There's nothing page. about a president. <laughs> know, right? There absolutely is. They almost called it a president's name. Oh, because of the end? Yeah. yeah because of one scene the at the end very end? You haven't watched it yet. N- Don't watch it. I did watch it. What? I watched it twice. Piece. We've all seen it. Fine. <laughs> um, so we're going to watch that now. Next movie after that. It's a good one. Look it out. We've already worked this far ahead this time, which for our yeah, loyal listeners, is... Jeff Madonna, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do this for you. We'll do it. Line for up you. the movie after that. Uh, <laughs> what movie are we doing? Two episodes from now, Rob. We're doing a movie called Wendy and Lucy, which is uh, an indie from 2008, directed by Kelly Reichert, with Michelle Williams and a dog, and it's pretty great. Every time you say Michelle Williams, I picture Michelle Rodriguez. They are very Whoa. different people. I've just been really on a Fast, fast and, and furious. furious kick, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm too fast, nine, furious, whatever it is. <laughs> um, F9. Yeah. So please send us your ideas for recasting Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, whether it's casting whoever you want or like Ben did an all female or, or whatever you want. Send us your ideas. Um, you can send it to our Twitter, which is at the Bruvies, or our email, which is at the Bruvies at gmail.com. Dope. Cool. Thanks for uh, and do you want to say you want to no, say no, goodbye go now? Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You just say goodbye to everybody, Rob. No, you say fine. goodbye. You just say goodbye. No, no, I'm waiting for you. I'm done. Thank you, ladies well, we're and gentlemen, all done. for Thank listening, for listening. <laughs> in. And uh, please tune in next time for South by Southwest. Wait, North by Northwest. Perfect. South by Southeast. <laughs> Got it. North by Northwest. <laughs> <laughs>